Paul says, woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends, and happy Monday. I hope you had a great weekend, and for all of you moms who listen, I hope and pray that you had a wonderful Mother's Day and uh, that you were reminded of your ministry and the lives of the people around you, especially your children. Uh, Today we're moving on in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. We're picking up in the theme that we began on Friday, Paul talking about his rights as an apostle. Um, and he noted that he and Barnabas were not drawing wages from the preaching of the gospel. They were doing so uh, uh, on purpose. Uh, They didn't want to be hindered or allow the gospel to be hindered by their insistence on um, making a living from the gospel uh, or the preaching of the gospel. Uh, Today we're going to be looking at verses 13 through 18, And continuing on with what Paul writes here. But before we get into the word, let's go to the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. Uh, We pray, Jesus, that we would have an encounter with you today through your word. Send your spirit to lead and guide us through it, to open our eyes to deeper insight and new understanding. And Lord, uh, we pray that we would leave with uh, a deeper and clearer understanding of your word and ways that we might apply it. Uh, to our own living. So we love you, Lord, and we thank you for this time together. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. This is 1 Corinthians 9, 13 through 18. Don't you know that those who serve in the temple get their food from the temple, and that those who serve at the altar share in what is offered on the altar? In the same way, the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should receive their living From the gospel. But I have not used any of these rights, and I am not writing this in hope that you will do such things for me, for I would rather die than allow anyone to deprive me of this boast. For when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast, since I am compelled to preach. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. If I preach voluntarily, I have a reward. If not voluntarily, I am simply discharging the trust committed to me. What then is my reward? Just this, that in preaching the gospel I may offer it free of charge, and so not make full use of my rights as a preacher of the gospel. Now, I don't want to get caught up in the minutia of uh, what Paul is saying about whether or not uh, a preacher of the gospel is is um, uh, worthy of receiving a living from the preaching of the gospel. I mean, it's clear that he says uh, it is. And that the Lord commands it. In fact, in verse 14, it says, The Lord commanded that those who preach the gospel should receive their living from the gospel. Um, Paul is clearly addressing this issue, perhaps because this church was lagging behind in offering to do so. And so he doesn't want to ask. He wants it to be on their hearts, perhaps, that they would uh, offer um, uh, love offerings or ministry gift to him and his associates for the ministry that they're providing. Paul doesn't want to demand it. Uh, and perhaps the Corinthian church has not yet offered it uh, or made it clear that they intend to. Um, But the thing I want to focus our attention on is the clear sense of mission, the passionate sense of mission that Paul has as he expresses um, uh, his words in verses 16 through 18. Um, And so 
Uh, and 16, Paul says, For when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast, since I am compelled to preach. Now that's an important word. Um, compelled, or it's a compulsion. Uh, there, In other words, there's a deep inner motivation, uh, a drive to preach that is something that cannot be stopped or hindered. Um, and so uh, he says, Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. Uh, in other words, for Paul to not preach the gospel, to not share uh, the saving grace of Jesus with people would be uh, out of the ordinary. It would be unusual. It would be uh, strange for him uh, to not um, preach the gospel. He's compelled to preach. It's a, it's an inner motivation that is almost at the level of a compulsion. He can't not do it. And um, he says, if I preach voluntarily, I have a reward. If not voluntarily, I'm simply discharging the trust com- com- committed to me. Uh, so I'm, I'm moved by Paul's words. Um, I think when you have a calling in God, there's a sense that nothing could stop it. There's a sense that nothing could hold you up from it. Uh, nothing could dissuade you or discourage you from carrying out that calling. And that's what Paul is expressing in verse 16. Woe to me if I don't preach the gospel. It's so much a part of who I am. It's, it's, it's my essence. I'm made for this. This is what I'm here for. I found my calling and I, and I can't not do it. Um, and I wonder for many of us if we wrestle to have that clear sense of purpose and calling. I wonder if we wrestle to have that deeply embedded sense of we're doing exactly what God has made us to do and exactly what God has called us to do. Um, I think it's a wonderful and unfortunately sometimes rare thing for a person to be so deeply connected with their passion and calling and uh, positioned in life with the ability to carry that out. Uh, sometimes I think the passion is there. Sometimes I think the sense of calling is there, but I'm I'm not always sure that people have the freedom to act on it uh, because of their personal and financial situations. But Paul had the freedom to act. Paul had the freedom to take up his life and and uh, and hand it over to the Lord to be used for this purpose. Uh, Paul could jump on a ship and go from place to place in the world to preach the gospel. And uh, not that it was easy. They faced many, many hardships doing so. But his life situation allowed him to carry out his passionate calling um, without uh, without any obstacle. And um, some of us are hindered, or at least we feel hindered from carrying out our calling because of uh, life. And so the Lord uh, would still have you... Um, discern how you might live out your calling despite your life situation, how you might live into your passion despite your life situation. Um, I think if it's a calling from the Lord, it's easy to be passionate about because uh, it is the Spirit of God within us motivating us to it, and that's clearly what we see going on here in Paul's heart. Um, Paul goes on in verse 18 to say, you know, what is the reward for preaching the gospel? For me, it's this, that in preaching the gospel, I may offer it free of charge and so not make full use of my rights as a preacher of the gospel. And the essence of his uh, statement here is that he, by all rights, would have the ability to um, ask the churches that he is serving uh, for an income. Um, and the Lord even commands that those who preach the gospel should receive their living from the gospel. But Paul is voluntarily laying down his right to that 
in order that he might keep preaching the gospel and free of charge. Um, And so that speaks to something of Paul's heart. Uh, He didn't want money to be a stumbling block and something that would keep people from viewing his ministry as authentic. Um, He would rather say no to something that he could say yes to, uh, to not hinder the gospel's movement um, and growth among the communities he was reaching out to. Um, That's pretty awesome. And Paul... Um, cared more about the impact and effect of the gospel than about his own um, personal living. Uh, Now, Paul, we know, was bivocational. He was a tent maker by trade, and there's some evidence in Scripture that he would engage in that tent making activity to sometimes help improve uh, the funds on hand so he could continue to carry on his missionary uh, work and his uh, work as an evangelist. Uh, But Paul was not about to let money prevent the gospel from growing uh, and taking root in new places in the world. And so um, that commitment speaks heavily to his just heartfelt desire uh, to see the gospel of God going out and converting people to faith and new disciples being raised up in new places. And uh, would that we embrace that same sense of uh, passionate calling Uh, to see disciples raised up despite what it costs us and despite what um, we have to surrender in order to make that possible. Paul was already living in that place, and I pray that we too would find uh, the courage to surrender uh, to God's calling on our life and to live that out passionately as Paul beautifully models for us here. All right, my friends, hey, thanks for continuing on in our study with me in uh, 1 Corinthians 9. We'll be finishing up this chapter in the next couple days, and I pray that God would continue to help these words resonate in your heart as you continue to uh, consider them today. God bless.